Hi, this is Nita Strauss from the Alex Cooper Band, and you're listening to Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, and this may be the fastest turnaround time ever in the history of Focus on Metal between uh, when we've done an interview and we have pushed it out onto the airwaves. But there is actually a damn good reason for uh, actually doing this so quickly, and that is that because uh, this is Friday night and tomorrow night, April 11th, from uh, 3 p.m. to midnight central time, the uh, Dave Ellison Youth Music Foundation will be doing a streaming telethon called Oh Say Can You Stream? And it all is for raising funds for what's called Schools Out. And it's basically a whole music program because obviously schools are out and kids aren't able to get their music lessons. And so they uh, they have this whole big fundraising thing that they are doing with, uh, with the Dave Ellison Youth Music Foundation to actually raise some funds to uh, really just push out this great stuff so that kids can get their music lessons. And if you want to find out more about this stuff just online and get all the information that just isn't out of my stupid mouth, then you want to go to Ellison youth music foundation.org that's where you can find out everybody that's going to be involved in that massive telethon tomorrow as well as you know if you want to be someone that is applying and you want to help your child apply for uh this for music lessons the uh all of that stuff is all up there on ellison youth music foundation.org and there is just a ton a ton of people involved in this thing and uh, the whole schedule for it is up there as well. So you can see, you know, who's on at three, four, five. All, it gives the whole list of stuff that's down there. So you definitely want to uh, go up there and check that out. And uh, one of the people that is involved in all of this is our guest on the uh, on this special episode. And that is uh, the Hurricane, Nita Strauss. That's right. She uh, is one of the people that's been going out and trying to uh, just kind of push the press and, and kind of doing, I think it's pretty much a lot of it has been really um, between David Ellison and her really kind of raising uh, awareness about all of this going on. So uh, we were uh, happy to actually get a hold of her literally this afternoon. And uh, Richie, you know, put this whole thing together, pumped it over to me. And and uh, so I told him, yeah, I'm committed to get this thing out tonight, bud. So uh, again, it's it's a good cause. And uh, you want to go again, I'll say it, ellisonyouthmusicfoundation.org. So the win here is we're going to get the word out about this, but also as Focus on Metal listeners that are at home quarantined and not very happy and looking for some more metal content you get a quick you know 10 15 minute bonus episode this weekend and you get to hear nita talking about some of her early days with guitar and all of that as well obviously she's got a lot of press and a lot of places to cover to uh, get the word out for all of this all in a you know very quick order so we were only had about 15 minutes with her richie made the best use of it that she could but uh, what do you say that uh, we just kick it over and you guys can uh, hear Richie talking with, that's right, the one, the only, the hurricane, Nita Strauss. Nita? Yes, it is. Is this Richie? Yeah, how you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I want to ask you first up, uh, I'm not going to get into the COVID-19 stuff and all that. Where were you scheduled to be now on this day? Um, 
gosh, I didn't even know what city it was. I was definitely supposed to be out with Alice Cooper right now. Um, but it would be, I think it would be kind of depressing to take a look at each day one by one and say, well, today I was supposed to be in Toronto. Tomorrow I was supposed to be in Omaha. So, uh, it's, you know, hopefully it will all be rescheduled when things clear up. Mm. Now, one of the things I, I saw, it got in the news the other day, was um, Alice Cooper said that he's playing golf every day during this COVID-19 thing. And that made me laugh because he plays golf every day anyway, doesn't he? He does. He does play golf uh, every single day on tour. He plays nine on show days and he plays 18 on days off. Okay. Do you play golf? I don't, no. Okay. So you've never wanted to go out and play with him? Well, me going out and playing golf with Alice would be like, you know, uh, somebody that's never played guitar before sitting in with the band. You know, he's, he's not a pro golfer by trade, but he could be, you know, he plays in pro tournaments. So I would, I would just hold him up. Hmm. So I want to ask you, Nita, about your first guitar that you ever bought. Do you still have it? I do. Yeah. It was a uh, Squire, like so many other people's first guitars, the, the black Squire strap with the white scratch plate. And the first thing I did was change the white scratch plate to a black one. So I guess you could say I've been customizing my guitars from the very beginning. Hmm. Do, do you still play it? Uh, no, I haven't played it in years. Okay, but you still have it. You'd be amazed how many guitar players I asked that question to, and one of the regrets they nearly all have is that they got rid of the first guitar they ever bought. Oh, I don't get rid of any guitars. I've actually only ever sold one guitar the entire time I've been playing, and I traded it for my first car. Wow, wow. So tell me about your first guitar teacher, um, and was there anything in particular from the first couple of lessons you got that you still use to this day? I'm actually self-taught. I didn't have a guitar teacher. Oh, so I just learned from uh, practicing and reading and uh, watching instructional videos. Okay. Did Did anyone say that you, you should really go see a teacher, or you just you were just hell bent for letter? You were just going to do it yourself? Yeah. You know, I I grew up. Uh, my family didn't have a lot of money growing up. You know, to pay for music lessons and college and all that kind of stuff. So I I was just in it doing it on my own. I started playing shows really quickly after I started playing at all. You know, I was on stage within a couple months of picking a guitar up for the first time. So it was really just trial and error and uh, learning, you know, trial by fire. Just hmm. go, go for it. Can you remember the first song you learned how to play that was you thought was really difficult and you just went, yes, I've nailed it? Um, oh gosh, the first song, I think this, that first band that I was in, we covered uh, Metallica from The Bell Tolls. And that's, you know, maybe not the most technically crazy song, but I remember feeling really accomplished that I could get out there and play it in front of people. Mm. And how many hours a day did you practice? I was the, that kid that you could not get the guitar out of my hands at <laughs> all. Um, so I was, you know, constantly practicing and playing and working and trying to improve. Uh, you know, my mom would say, okay, it's time to go to bed, turn the lights out. And, you know, as soon as she closed the door, I would go and pick up the guitar and practice, you know, with the lights out. And so I just fell asleep with the guitar in my hands. Mm. And how many hours a day would you practice now? Now it's not as much. Now my practice time is more geared towards uh, what I'm working on. You know, right now I'm working on my second album, and that's you know sort of taking up my time rather than saying, "Hey, what new techniques can I learn? How can I you know branch out?" And more you know focusing in on you know recording and getting down what I want to get down and say with the second album. Mm. Now. It's interesting you brought up that you're self-taught because I wanted to talk to you about teaching. Now, I don't play an instrument, but what I did do is I played a sport called cricket at a pretty high level. And mm -hmm. after about 10 or 15 years playing it, 
I went and I got my badges to coach. And one of the things that the coaches said was, just because you're a really good player doesn't mean that you're able to coach it properly because you probably find that over the years that you've got certain you know, ingrained techniques and behaviors that work for you. But when you're actually teaching it, you, you might have to change the way you, you show things. Is, is that something, is that true? Is that something you're conscious of? I think definitely, yeah. I think you have to be conscious that not everyone thinks the same way. Um, you know, I haven't taught one-on-one lessons in a very long time, but I do teach a lot of guitar clinics. And I also have an instructional course coming out later this month. And, you know, both in the clinics and in the instructional course, I really have to kind of take a concerted effort to say, okay, this is, this is how I can explain it the most clearly to someone that might not know what I'm talking about. Because hmm, hmm. when I was teaching cricket, I definitely found that, you know, you had to break everything down. You had to do it really slow, a lot slower than you'd normally do it. And I just found that difficult sometimes. Yes. I, I was I was filming the material for the instructional course that I have coming out, and I had a, had a guitar player you know working with me on it just to sort of keep an eye on me and make sure that I was using correct terminology and stuff since I am self taught. And uh, that was the one note he kept giving me over and over again. I would demonstrate a technique, and then he said, "Okay, do it again, but you really have to play it slower." And it's uh, it's hard. It's sometimes harder to play something that you've played a thousand times at lightning speed. It's sometimes harder to play it slowly and accurately. Mm. Nita, tell me about the satisfaction you get doing clinics and teaching guitar. I love it. You know, my mom is a teacher, and I, I feel like I have an educator in me. You know, I, I have the, the heart of an educator. I like to pass on the knowledge that I have. And uh, I think it's important. I think it's something that's really undervalued in today's times to just say, hey, I have this knowledge, I've accumulated it, and I want to pass it on to the next generation. Mm. Have you ever met anyone in a clinic that's relatively unknown and went, wow, I I should probably give out this guy's name to some people. He's really, really good. Uh, I mean, I've come across some outstanding guitar players at my clinics. Absolutely. Um, whether I say, hey, I need to get this guy out there, you know, it's not really, it's not really my business, I think, to go out and sort of like start representing other people to say like, hey, you know, you should take a look at this guitar player. I don't know where they're at in their career. I don't know where they're at in their own journey. But, I mean, just as far as checking them out myself, maybe doing a post on my social media and stuff, I've definitely been in that position before. Because mm, there's, there's an artist I interviewed a while ago, a girl called Abby Kay. I think she's like 15 years old. Yes, Abby's opened for me several times. Yeah, and she, we talked about you a little bit with her, that you, you were a big help to her in the beginning when she started. Yeah, Abby totally blew me away with her professionalism. She is, I think she's going big places and uh, I'm excited to watch her journey and see her grow. And she's definitely got all the right tools and a great head on her shoulders. Very, very talented. So I think she's going to go far. Hmm. So in a couple of minutes I've left, Nita, let's talk about the David Ellison Youth Music Foundation, the Schools Out initiative. Um, How did you get involved in it? Well, Dave actually contacted me initially just to teach a lesson. So um, the thing that the Dave Ellison Youth Music Foundation does is provide music lessons for kids in school and really just supports kids' uh, music in school. And now, obviously, since schools are out, these kids are not getting their music lessons, so he's reaching out to people in the industry to say, hey, since these kids aren't getting their lessons at home, can we do some you know, Skype or Zoom lessons to, you know, keep their momentum and keep their pleasure going. And of course I said, yes, what a great cause. 
And now to add on to that, they're doing this telethon tomorrow, Saturday, and that's going to feature myself and uh, Alison Cheryl Cooper and some, and Dave and so many of the incredible musicians that he has involved. And uh, it's just going to be one big hours and hours long jam and chat and Q&A and whatever else they have up their sleeves. Mm, I was looking down through the list of musicians. They, they've got every instrument covered. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you play any other instruments other than guitar? Do you play drums, bass, keyboards? Um, I play all the bass in my on my solo records. I started out playing drums. Actually, I've been playing drums longer than guitar, but uh, I don't practice much these days. And then keyboards hardly at all. Okay, okay, Anita. I said I keep it under fifteen minutes, and I'm true to my word. So, have a good rest. <laughs> you nailed it. Have a good rest of the day, and it's a pleasure talking Take to you. Care. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you go. Nita Strauss talking about her early years on guitar as well as uh, teaching a little bit there. That ties into, of course, the real reason she was even with us is to talk about the... the Dave Ellison Youth Music Foundation, and especially all the stuff that's going on tomorrow uh, between uh, 3 and midnight, um, which is the streamathon of all that good stuff. And, of course, if you do want to uh, just go ahead and contribute, you can go over to um, Fundraiser, F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R, and it's the uh, Dave Ellison. It's like D-E-Y-M-F, School's Out, but I'm sure you could just find the campaign by just doing a Ellison Youth Music Foundation or School's Out, and it will pop over there, and you can uh, just go right there and hit Contribute, and uh, you can just you get right off the bat. You can do that. They, uh, they've got uh, 17 days left in that whole thing right now. And they've only received uh, 9% of their total $25,000 goal with uh, 19 people contributing so far. So definitely you want to go out there and uh, go to Fundraiser, contribute to that. And also... Obviously, the big deal is that the Oh Say You Can Stream, that whole deal going on um, on Saturday, whether you're talking, you're listening to me tonight, it's Friday night, it's tomorrow, otherwise you're listening to me today, uh, Saturday, then it's going to be tonight, and uh, you can go up there and see all these great artists that are up there, just uh, just all kinds of people um, from all different walks in music, but definitely it's a lot of metal folks in there. Hey, you got... You got uh, Chris Poland is going to be up there, so that's going to be pretty cool. You got Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory is up there as well. Carla Harvey from the Butcher Babies, uh, Charlie Benante from Anthrax, uh, Mark Osagueda uh, from Death Angel is going to be up there. Uh, Mitch Perry, I mean, Mitch Perry has worked with so many people. He is like a hidden guitar playing gem. And he's up there. Mark Slaughter. You know, I'm going through the list, and I'm just like clearly checking out, like, hey, who have we, uh, who have we had on the show? And we've had quite a few people on the show that are going to be involved in that. So uh, definitely, you want to go to uh, up to fundraiser and uh, contribute to this. I think it's a pretty worthy cause to, uh, you know, get kids uh, some music education while uh, school is definitely out. And then, you know, a lot of this stuff too. You know, I know. Um, you know, my girlfriend's got a young daughter and, you know, trying to get uh, some school education. Schools really weren't prepared for that. And so it's it's kind of lacking, but uh, it's cool that Dave has stepped up and at least tried to address one important part. And I think it's an important part anyways, is uh, music education for the kids out there. So this is a very cool thing. And uh, we were pretty happy to be able to turn this around really quickly and uh, and get this out to you guys. So there you go. Uh, another little bonus episode for uh, Focus on Metal. A little something to take away uh, some of the dreariness of being quarantined for you guys. And uh, hopefully it doesn't take uh, 
you know, 24 hours for this whole thing to actually show up on the RSS feed as uh, one of the last episodes we did just took forever. So hopefully this one will be a short and sweet turnaround time. And in just a few more days, you will be able to be listening to uh, episode 456 of Focus on Metal as we talk with David Reese. And during that time, also, if you want to, you can also head up to HurricaneNita.com, which is Nita's website. And she's got some merch over there. She's selling her music, Control Chaos, that her latest solo album is fantastic. So, uh, hey, while you're waiting for the new one to come out, maybe you want to go up to uh, HurricaneNita.com and check out what is going on up there. But uh, for this bonus one, that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for myself and Richie and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, remember to watch that tomorrow. Give if you can. And let's keep music alive while all this shit show is happening. And of course, as always, remember... Focus on metal! Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.